0: The Monroe Demon House Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look For this week, we focus on the disappearance of a young boy named Michael Dunahy and the terrifying spirits living inside the home known as the Monroe Demon House Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos Number 1 Michael Dunahy He was only four years old in 1991. Michael Dunahy from Victoria, British Columbia, was playing at the playground of the Blanchard Elementary School when he vanished. It was March 24, 1991. Michael, together with his family, headed out to his mother Crystal's flag football practice. They arrived at the field at around 12.30 p.m., Once they got there, Michael asked his mom if he could go play on the playground, which was near the field where the football practice was happening. Even though his mom thought something was off, she still allowed her son to go, but gave him instructions to never leave until his father came to get him. Moments later, when his dad went to the playground to check on him, he wasn't there. Almost immediately, around 50 people began looking for the young boy, They also notified police, but he was nowhere in sight. Because he disappeared so fast in a public place, police immediately classified his disappearance as an abduction instead of a missing child case. Authorities began searching for him, and hundreds of tips came in during the investigation. Because it was in the early 90s, there was no DNA or video surveillance in the area, and all the tips had to be written down and manually sorted. Victoria Police investigated all known sex offenders and spoke with every person in the area of Michael's disappearance. One witness reported seeing a man in his 40s or 50s inside a brown van close to the playground that day. Police also tried to recreate Michael's disappearance to hopefully jog someone's memory but this didn't produce any new leads. Over the years there have been reports of sightings of a young man resembling Michael. There was one in 2006, but DNA testing confirmed it wasn't him. In 2009, police discovered a missing poster of Michael inside the home of 62-year-old Vernon Seitz. He once confessed to his psychiatrist that he had murdered a child in 1959 when he was just 12 years old. Seitz also said he had information on another child killing, but he was later discovered dead in his home from natural causes. Then, in 2011 and 2013, there were other men living in British Columbia who were tested for DNA by police to see if they were Michael. Both tests confirmed they weren't the missing boy, though. Michael's disappearance triggered one of the largest searches in the country's history. His story and disappearance were covered both in local and national news in Canada, as well as within the United States. Even today, many are still baffled where the boy could have gone or who took him. Michael's disappearance remains open and police are still committed to solving the case. They are hopeful that one day someone will come forward with solid information about what exactly happened to him that day. As for Michael's mother, Crystal, she has always regretted not listening to her instincts that day. She's gone on to become a strong advocate for missing children in British Columbia, and has served as president of Child Find, British Columbia. She also supported the RCMP when they established the Amber Alert system in the province. The family remains hopeful someone will come forward about Michael's disappearance. If you have any information on Michael Dunahy's disappearance, you can provide an anonymous tip at Crime Stopper's 24-hour hotline at 1-800-222-8477. Number two, Monroe Demon House. In the quiet city of Hartford, Indiana, sits a large, old-fashioned, Victorian-style home at 218 North Monroe Street. The home sits alongside historical landmarks and buildings in the area, but this particular one holds a terrifying secret. Known now as the Monroe Demon House, the home was built during the 19th century when Hartford City was in its infancy. The home showed up in 1892, built on a previously created structure of unknown origins. The first known owners were the Berger family, Belgian immigrants who came to the city to take advantage of the emerging glass industry. They later became prominent entrepreneurs and leading citizens of Hartford. Shortly after moving in, the patriarch John Berger died of tuberculosis. His wife rented the upper portion of the home to the Myers, The patriarch of that family soon lost his mind and became an abusive father to his wife and three children. He later skipped town with his mistress, leaving nothing to his family. Some say one of the Meyer children died in the home while another was bedridden. But it was the Burgers that had horrible misfortune while staying in the home. First their barn caught on fire which spread to the neighbor's home and killed at least one person. John's brother had his foot amputated from an infected injury, and he later died of pneumonia. His son was shot by a gang in a hate crime, though he survived. John's daughter Mary died at childbirth, and then his daughter-in-law was killed in a carriage accident when the wheel fell off. With all these misfortunes going on, there was, of course, talk of a curse on the home. By the 40s, Sidney Faulkner and his wife lived in the upper living quarters where the Myers once lived. Shortly after they moved in, Faulkner died in a car accident. His truck veered off the road for no reason and a support beam from a bridge impaled him. They said the accident happened on the same road where John Berger's daughter-in-law was killed. Since then, countless tenants have moved in and out. Talks of weird things happening while there have also been shared, including a mysterious child death in a fire, a cultist carrying out rituals during the 90s, and so many more. Even though during the times when the home was unoccupied, neighbors have reported seeing black shadowy figures through the windows and hearing strange voices and loud bangs. There's even been reports of strange smoke coming from inside. For those who have lived there, the stories are even weirder. One previous owner said she grew up in the home, and her mother often said she always wondered who the woman she saw was. This angry woman apparition has been reported several times by many homeowners and renters. There are also constant loud bangs and noises everywhere, but out of all the areas in the home, the two key spaces that seem to be the center of the activity is the upstairs bedroom and, of course, the basement. Countless paranormal investigators have tried to get a feel for the home, and most have reported the scariest and most shocking paranormal activities they've ever encountered while there. The most famous paranormal investigation was from an episode done by the show Paranormal Lockdown, Season 2, Episode 1, where the host stayed inside the home for three nights. While there, they heard the unusual bangs and knocks and even recorded audio coming from the entities in the home. It climaxed to them finding actual human remains in the darkened crawl space in the basement below. The bones are currently the subject of a police investigation. Many have said that these bones likely added to the high haunting activity, and some speculate that they could have been buried in the house as a form of ritual. The Monroe Demon House remains one of the most terrifying haunted homes out there. Despite the human remains found, there are still more questions rather than answers about it. So there were two of the most strangest and haunted stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted 2's is sure to show you why. If you liked this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel and consider supporting us on Patreon. We have new videos coming out every Wednesday and Saturday for you to check out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.